It's a group chat Thursday. This is the Amanda Seals Show. Hey, everybody. It's Amanda Seals here with... Jeremiah Like the Bible. We've been in three different cities, and we have had people recognize us and talk about the radio show in all three cities. That's true. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. They, they're, they're listening. Mm-hmm. They're interested. And I'm really glad to say that we are really glad that you guys are listening. So shout out to y'all. And we love a group chat Thursday because it gives us a chance to not just, mm-hmm. you know, give y'all news, but like give y'all just more more of a robust conversation. Because I feel like that's what we need, Jeremiah. People need to be talking about things. Yes, yes. They always talk about things in that group chat with right. their friends. But now they get to talk with us, kind of, sort of, in our Amanda <laughs> Seals show group chat. And then maybe, you know, this will inspire them to go to their actual group chat. Be like, listen, they, listen to this link, y'all. Exactly. Check this out. What y'all think about <laughs> these different topics? Exactly. All of that. All of those things. So that's what we got coming up all day. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, I would love to give you all a heads up of some of the group chat topics that we're going to be talking about. We are going to be talking about student loans and, Woo. you know, all the things. The debt, the student loan debt clearance. In the clearing. You know, is it worth going to school to get student loans? We're also going to be talking about long-term relationships and how... A lot of people aren't really getting married anymore, but like what actually goes on in a long-term relationship that still makes it feel like a marriage. (laughs) Uh, And we're also going to be talking about what's going on in Florida with uh, the murder of Ajika Owens Mm -hmm. in Ocala. And just the the things that are associated with that case, you know, the the reality of her as a parent and how this was just a, a neighborly interaction about how this arrest even took, even was forced um, by the internets. Um, and we're also going to talk about apologies. And, you know. Do you I, apologize? Even if you're not wrong, Amanda, we got to talk about. Well, I can tell you now, no. <laughs> if I'm not wrong, I'm not apologizing. Uh, but nonetheless, uh, that's what's going on today. So stick around. Uh, when we get back, we're going to get into this topic about Biden and the administration and the $45 million of student loan debt that could possibly be canceled. Mm-hmm. And uh, we always want to hear from you. So give us a call. one 855 That's 1-855-262-6328. What else we got coming up this hour? We got my silk show superlative, most likely two. You got to find out who I'm giving it to. All right. So Charlie's then- Angels, just for... Yes, Charlie's Angels. One of the angels of Charlie. Oh, yes, it is. Yeah, I had to yeah, think yeah. about it too. I was like, I was what? like, wait, is it? Am I, why, why was I like, Michelle? Beyonce? <laughs> Kelly? I'm like, no, that's independent ladies. Yes, All right. Yes. But which was on the Charlie's Angels soundtrack. Correct, correct. All right. Well, it's time to listen, laugh, and learn. It's the Amanda Seal Show. Welcome back to the Amanda Seal Show. It's Amanda Seals here with Jeremiah, like the Bible. On a group chat Thursday. What are we talking about? We got to talk about these student loans, Amanda. So recently I was on my feed and I saw Tamika Mallory, you know, activist, game changer. She tweeted, she tweeted, she shared this post that said, why do I support student loan um, debt for 445 million students? Because we canceled trillions in taxes for 600 billionaires. That's why. Yeah. And I resonated with that because if y'all don't know. They're trying to block um, Joe Biden's student loan forgiveness plan. So the Senate passed legislation seeking to repeal Biden's administration's student 
loan relief plan setting up a pledge to veto the president. They're like every turn, they like, we not trying to help the people. We trying to stop the help for the people. So because they have, so we learned this today, mm-hmm. that because they have, even though there's a majority in the Senate, mm-hmm. they still have a filibuster. Mm-hmm. And so the filibuster makes it so that you need a super majority, majority. in order to pass something. Ooh, that is no word, super majority. Look at us. Yeah, <laughs> we're in D.C. But the trippy part of it is that, you know, this isn't even necessary. Like mm-hmm. they could have like, the, the Democratic-run Senate could actually have done away with the filibuster and then they wouldn't have to deal with this stuff. But, like, Democrats are always trying to, like, look like the bigger person or something while shooting themselves in the foot in a way that doesn't even make them look bad. Right, right. If you're, okay, if you're using the same tactics but to do good... You know, what? it's like Robin Hood. You know, you rob the hood. <laughs> Wait, no. Rob the rich to give it to the poor, you know? I mean, I just think it's just ridiculous that they would even feel compelled to do this because... Mm-hmm. Do they feel like their constituency doesn't benefit from this? They don't care about their constituency. I mean, oh, you right. My bad. <laughs> my like, fault. What? My fault. You because right. Because even when it comes to things like gun laws, most Americans want gun laws to be passed. Roe v. Wade. Right. No one's like, you know what? Let's just do this. Let's just live in the wild, wild west. No one wants that. But to your point, their constituencies in the powers that be are not connected. They have their own agenda. They have their own right. things they want. So when it comes to the students, they don't give a damn about that. They do pay that money back. Now, now if, it was, if it was student billionaires, they'd be like, hold up. We can relieve this right now. I guess what I'm trying to understand is why do they want them to pay the money back? I think a lot of it is kind of like how people feel. <laughs> there was this girl on TikTok and she talking about student loans because people are always like, well, I paid my student loans. I paid my student loans. Why should other people get like a, a handout or a freebie? And she said... <laughs> Life isn't fair. Affairs where they have funnel cakes and rides. And you know what? That's true. And I feel that way when it comes to student loans. I feel like just because you um, paid your student loans back doesn't mean that other people should have to spend 50 years of their life <laughs> paying back debt. Especially when it, especially in a country that always touts, go pull yourselves by your bootstraps. Go get an education. That's why you are where you are. When people try to do that, they lock them into like debt and they can't even like ascend financially. I said a lot, y'all, but I felt passionate about that. All right. Well, let's keep feeling passionate about it. When we get back, what are we going to talk about with these student loans? When we talk, come back, we're going to actually talk about, is it even worth it, Amanda? We both went to school. I don't know if you took out loans. <laughs> <laughs> Was it worth it? We put our flank, put our thing down, flip it and reverse it. We're going to get into that when we get back right here to the Amanda Seal Show. I actually want to hear from you all. Do you think that we should cancel student loan debt? Hit me up, 1-855-AMANDA-8. That's 1-855-262-6328. We'll be right back. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. Yes, y'all, it's the Amanda Seal Show. Joined by... Jeremiah, like the Bible. A little hiccup right there. Uh, it is Group Chat Thursday. We've been talking about student loans. We have. I mean, so some of the student loan debt actually did get reversed. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't the whole big kahuna one. Right. And I really feel like a lot of people don't understand that even in his like corniness, Joe Biden do be trying to get like certain shit done. Mm. And he tried to get this done, but he's not able to just like executive decision this one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. People don't realize like how much how, we talk about this a lot, like how many levers need to be pulled in government for one thing to happen. That yeah. Affect, when it doesn't happen, it affects the people. And when it does happen, it affects people in a positive way. So, you know, there are a lot of people who are like, we don't want anything positive happens to the people. No. No. Trying to keep them in bondage. But yes. I want to know, Amanda. Yes. When it comes to these student loans, you know, a lot of people feel like, you know, at this point, higher education isn't worth it in general. But some people also feel like higher education isn't worth going into debt for. What are your thoughts as a person with two degrees? <laughs> um, 
You know, I think the reality though is what do you want from higher education? Mm-hmm. For some people, like you want to be in a profession that just requires higher education. Right. So there's just really no like way around it. Mm-hmm. Uh, for other people, they want a change in their family's like history. Like there's something to be said for what higher education can create for you in terms of access. Mm-hmm. Um, and also just what it creates for you in terms of experience. Like mm-hmm. I know a lot of people who are just like, I want to go to college because I want to get away from my family dynamic. Mm-hmm. Like I want to get out of here. Right. And I want to experience something other than this. Mm-hmm. I think the other part of higher education is if you really are a curious person and you just want to expand your mind and I'm somebody who went to school, I went to high school, all these things. And I will say like, I actually had really good teachers, but when I went to college, I found out that I really didn't get like a full breadth of knowledge on things that I think I should have, especially black folks. If you are a black person going to like higher education and actually like even having a minor in African-American studies, I really feel like people don't understand how helpful it is um, in not just like, cause okay. You can have the experience of being a black person. Right. Like the lived experience. The lived experience of being a black person. But when you are in an African-American studies program, you're getting a multi-pronged perspective Mm -hmm. of what blackness really is Mm -hmm. as a culture, as a race, as an ethnicity, Mm -hmm. historically, uh, through literature, et cetera. And it, I first, I personally feel it strengthened my identity as a black person. It strengthened my love for this community. Like it really like the foundation that was already there, it built like a mansion on top of it. I love that. So you, so you definitely are, you saying cut the check. Go well, I, but again, if you, if you fall things. in any of those buckets, mm-hmm. but if you're somebody who's like, I want to have an HVAC company and yeah. I already have like, you know, the setup for it or my family already owns an HVAC company. And like, I don't really feel like I'm going to benefit from this. Like, mm. I don't think everybody wants the same things out of life. Agreed. Some people, also, everything isn't for everybody. I think college prepares you in a certain way for certain types of people. Other people go to trade schools for that reason. People just go straight into the workforce and like just learn through life. And I think to your point, I think you have to kind of wait, really lay it out. I think we are taught in K through 12, like go to college, go to college, go to college. That's that's what you do after you graduate high school. Yeah. Instead of realistically sitting down with that be like with school counselors, your parents. You know what though? Actually, I'm gonna check. I'm gonna stop you there. What? That's what you've been taught. Oh, okay. I know a lot of people who were told, don't go to college. You're not even good enough to go to college. Really? Yes. Man, yeah. That's, that's, like, I know, I know, like, particularly brothers who were, like, told, like, you know, you should really consider not going to college because your reading scores aren't what they need to be. And it's like, well, how about we help me improve my <laughs> right. reading scores? <laughs> Put me in some classes. Yeah. Let's do that. Let's do that. So I think it's interesting that our experience mm-hmm. was go to college, go to college, go to college, go to college, go to college. But I feel like I know from my experience, I was also around like a lot of white kids. Mm-hmm. And that was just kind of like a part of legacy. I feel that. Um, but I do think that when you are trying to just figure out what to do post um, secondary school, high school, you have to weigh out your options. Like, is this, if I'm going to take this, take on this debt, mm-hmm. will this experience really be worthwhile? Will it yes. will be impacted? Or is there another pathway that's not quote unquote traditional that would just as impactful for us? And when we come back next for our next recommended, we'll talk about do we support canceling student debt? But I think we, <laughs> we support it. I actually would like to know what, how has higher education like was something you learned in higher ed that impacted you that like changed you that made it like worth it worth it yeah we got I got you on that one keep it locked right here to the Amanda Seals show the Amanda Seals show we up we up we up 
What's good, y'all? This is the Amanda Seals Show. It's Amanda Seals here with... Jeremiah, like the Bible. We've been talking about these student loans. I know a lot of our listeners have student loans. Mm-hmm. Uh, hopefully, you were able to pay off your student loans. I remember the day I paid off my student loans. They really was trying to not let me pay off my student loans. Really? Yes. They were like, are you sure you want to pay them off? It's actually going to like... Because I guess there's... You actually get a strike like on, on oh, your yeah. credit report when you pay off your loans. How about that? Yeah, they want you to like have a little bit of debt. Yes. Like, and I was no. like, I'll take it. I'll rebuild. I'll rebuild. <laughs> get it out of here. Get it out of here. But, um, you know, Jeremiah, you were asking, like, is it even worth it going to college mm-hmm. if you're going to get all these loans? Mm-hmm. And I, I stated in the last break that there's like a couple of reasons why you should go to college. Mm-hmm. And I feel like if you don't have all those reasons or any of those reasons, then mm-hmm. maybe it's not for you. I know for me, it was always valuable to me to go to college because I really am a learner. Right. And I also do well in school. But you asked, is there anything that like I learned Mm. in college that I feel like changed you, impacted you that you're like, oh, that was worth it. Distance alone was worth it. So I will absolutely say that there's two. Mm -hmm. One, I went to school in New York. Okay. And solely just for the fact that I got to get out of Florida. And then go to New York. And go to New York. That alone, Mm -hmm. like it shaped me immediately. Mm -hmm. Right. And um, just getting to be immersed in New York, but also then in hip hop, like Mm -hmm. that became such a strong trajectory for me. And then I think for my grad school degree, it was just getting to be in a place that was so committed to black. Like, I don't want to use the word excellence, but just It was more so just so committed to black intellectualism. Okay. And really using our minds Mm -hmm. to understand how to level us up and out of this discriminatory and oppressive state. And I think that right there became like the groundwork for so much of my work. And I had a a teacher and a professor in SUNY Purchase for African-American studies, Donayin Davis. And I will say that she... And her theory on pop culture and black Mm -hmm. pop culture, like it's super duper duper shaped me. Like she really was like black pop culture is not some flash in the pan thing. It's Mm -hmm. different for us because as black people, we didn't get our stories told. So pop culture ended up being the way we get our stories told. That is like at the root of what I'm doing. That's why people like Claire Huxtable, people like uh, Hillary Bangs. That's why people, you know, characters that we see on TV, they like mean so much more. That's real. That's real. I think for me, it was kind of something you said in the last break about. So like for me, as you guys know, listening, I went to Howard, HBCU, but going to HBCU, although I grew up in Atlanta around black people my whole life, I went to all black schools. So even for me, I didn't even see the the value of going to HBCU. Not because I didn't think they were like not valuable. I'm like, oh, I've I've been around black people my whole life. Like, what's the thing? But my, um, my aunt and my dad, who were both like Tuskegee graduates, kind of like pushed me. And that was one of the best decisions I made because I think to your point, there is a lived experience of black people and there's things that K through 12 teaches us, even when you have like black teachers, but something about being on a university level at a black school where, every, where blackness is centered, like even the math is black. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> that you you have a, a different level of awareness um, and you move through the world differently and it shifts your mindset. And I think especially during a time where you had things like a lot of social justice issues happening. So you had like the killing of Trayvon Martin, Mike Brown. You're engaging, even the the election that Barack Obama for the second time, like things like that, you're engaging with it on a different level. Yeah. I don't think I would have had I gone to, had I not gone to college or not gone to HBCU. But also, like you said, going to New York, going to DC as an 18 year old, give me a level of independence. Yes. But with a safety net. It was like, okay, yes. I'm forced to, because I'm not by my parents, they're 10 hours away. You it's got, a bridge. It's a bridge. You have to kind of like make decisions on your own. 
because I don't have time to call mom and be like, mom, what should I do? <laughs> what should I do? You gotta act fast. So I think higher education, because I love to learn, because I love to grow, it gave me the space to meet other people like that, like me as well, but in the incubator to really help incubate me for this phase of my life. And I still pull from that community as I go into my adulthood. You will for your whole life. Yeah. Well, when we get back, you're going to pull into the community uh, here at the Amanda Seal Show. You're most likely to. That's right. You got a Seal Show superlative. I do, y'all. It might shock you. I think this one might shock people. It's for the people. It's for the people. Well, we're going to get into it when we get back right here at the Amanda Seal Show. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. Yes, y'all, it's the Amanda Seal Show. Amanda Seals here with Jeremiah Like the Bible. And it is time to get into Jeremiah's feature, most likely to. All right, y'all. So today's social prelative is most likely to fact check fake news. And it's going to the beloved Drew Barrymore. Let me tell you, Amanda. So recently, Drew Barrymore did an interview with New York Magazine. And she kind of talked about like, you know, growing up, how her childhood was tumultuous. And he was talking about her, her relationship with her mother, right? Well, some blogs and people misquoted it, including page six. And they tweeted, Drew Barrymore admits she wishes her mother was dead. With the quote, I cannot wait, which led Drew to drop this video. Check this out. You know what? To all you tabloids out there, you have been with my life since I was 13 years old. I have never said that I wish my mother was dead. How dare you put those words in my mouth? I have been vulnerable and tried to figure out a very difficult, painful relationship while admitting it is difficult to do while a parent is alive. And that for those of us who have to figure that out in real time, cannot wait as in they cannot wait for the time, not that the parent is dead. Don't twist my words around or ever say that I wish my mother was dead. I have never said that. I never would. In fact, I go on to say that I wish that I never have to live in existence where I would wish that on someone because that is sick. You're not playing with these folks. She said, okay, keep my name in my, keep my, name <laughs> your mouth. Keep my quotes off your page. She said, first of all. <laughs> first of all, I've never heard Drew Barrymore curse. <laughs> have, have you ever seen her in like a talk show? She's always very much like, oh my God, it's true. We love you guys. They That's because she came out of the storm. Trust yeah, me. Yeah, that first We, we get in the soft life, Drew. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But no, I'm happy she checked the people because especially with something like that, I think in this era where you have like blogs, you have tabloids, they can post whatever they want to. And people <sighs> often go and check because I think a lot of times people feel like, I don't want to make this bigger than it already is. Like, if it's fodder. But sometimes you got to get on the internet, drop your video, and be like, stop playing with me. Stop playing I'm with me. I'm telling you, one of the biggest regrets I have is not suing the person who made up a complete lie about me for libel. You should have did it. Should have did it. Should have did it. Ain't, is it too late? It's actually not. Oh, uh, well, look. <laughs> look, stop yeah, playing with me. But, you know, so shout out to Drew, who got our most likely to... Fact check fake, fake news. news. You got to do it. You got to do it. And we got to give you all real news or real topics because it's a group chat Thursday. So we'll be right back right here at the Amanda Seal Show. Don't go anywhere. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning that chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. 
In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome back to the Amanda Seals Show. It's Amanda Seals here with... Jeremiah Like the Bible. And it's time we get into some 60-second headlines. Jeremiah, hit it. All right. So the Little Mermaid apparently bombed with moviegoers in China and South Korea amid racist critiques over the casting of Black actress Halle Bailey as the main character of Ariel. I wonder if the Chinese and South Korean store owners Mm -hmm. in all the Black neighborhoods Mm -hmm. felt the same way. All right. Next story. The new Oxford Dictionary of African-American English will be edited and noted by Henry Louis Gates and will tell the stories of black people. Henry Louis Gates? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure, I hope there's like a lot of co-editors because <laughs> I don't know that he's really out here in the streets with the with the language and the linguistics. Well, you know who's not in the streets? New Yorkers because Canadian wildfires caused orange skies throughout New York City and surrounding states. And apparently they didn't give any notices to schools or to teachers about this. So the kids were just out here like... <laughs> Yeah. Oh, that's crazy. Mind you, in California, they do this all the time. They're like, stay inside. It's very smoky. All right, last one. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and Diddy will be set to be honored at the Apollo Street Spring Benefit. Those are two of the most (laughs) random people together, I feel. Like, one is very tall and one's lips are very moisturized. New York. (laughs) New York. All right, well, that's 60 Second Headlines right here on the Amanda Seal Show. Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. We're up, we're up with Jeremiah like the Bible. It is Thursday, so much closer to the weekend. What do you call today? Uh, Friday Junior. Friday Junior. Friday Junior. Also, Black Music Month continues. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you see that the Fugees reunited at the uh, Roots picnic? I heard. I so that heard. was a real Black Music moment. Mm-hmm. And Lauren Hill had like a very interesting hairstyle. It was like a flat top. <laughs> But it was like a black mullet. Lauren Hill is interesting. Yeah, she's an artist. You know, (laughs) joyful, joyful. But very talented, to say the least. Very talented. That's usually how it goes. That's usually (laughs) how it goes. I was surprised to see Proz there. Because then he just I was like, are the fans fans backstage? What's going on? He came in the the car. (laughs) He's like, we let you out for these few songs. You got to come back with us. Ready or not. (laughs) That was good. That was good. (laughs) Hold on. Let me hit it with a... Hey, all right. What do we got coming up this hour for group chat? This hour, we're going to talk about long-term partnerships because is it a true alternative to traditional marriage? Because, you know, a lot of folks ain't getting married no more. I, you're speaking to us. <laughs> but I be seeing them together. So what's going on? Plus, are you tired of calling your not married mate a partner? Very much so. Like, what are some other words we can call these folks? Ugh, I got a list. You got a list? Yeah. Okay, I'm ready for it. But plus, we also got to talk about whether you're married or not, long-term married partnership. What are the things that you all have to like face in long-term relationships? What are the challenges? What are the things you have to deal with, Amanda? Mm-hmm. We'll talk about that. Plus 60 second headlines. Keep it locked right here to the Amanda Seal Show. Don't forget, lines are open. Join the convo at 1-855-AMANDA-8. That's 1-855-262-6328. Remember, if you miss any of the show, you can listen to your to our daily podcast available everywhere you get your podcasts. You can also listen to our latest episode of my podcast, Small Doses, which dropped yesterday, Side Effects of Risk. 
respect, okay? Side effects respect, which you can watch today with me on uh, YouTube, Amanda Seals TV, when it premieres at 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern. All right, keep it locked. We're gonna keep it. Go- we're gonna keep it going. It's time to listen, laugh, and learn. It's the Amanda Seals Show. Hey, y'all! It's the Amanda Seals Show. It's Amanda Seals here, checking in with y'all on the group chat Thursday with Jeremiah, like the Bible. Hello. What are we talking about this hour? We're talking about long-term partnerships, Amanda, because I don't know if you know this, but a new study by the National Center for Family and Marriage Research shows that US, the U.S. marriage rate dropped by nearly 60%, 60%, 6-0 of the last 50 years. Yeah. So I'm really wondering, is long-term partnership really the true alternative to the traditional marriage? Because people are still together. People be yeah. posting their, their anniversaries. they like 50 years together. <laughs> It's just too hard to get divorced. And I feel like it's also, I think it's also just like to like, I think that there's a beautiful, um, there's a beautiful like experience and benchmark and like milestone in marriage. Mm -hmm. But I feel like the other element of it, which is the government and the legality and all that. I think that really scares people who particularly consider this government to be full of it. I'm one of those people. (laughs) Right. And I also think there's something to be said for, People are kind of getting together later in life. Okay. So you've already established like your finances. Mm-hmm. You've already established like whatever debt you had, et cetera. Mm-hmm. And what happens in marriage is that all of those things become one, unless you do a prenup. You're like, how about we just don't? Got to sign that prenup. Don't don't let them tell you you got to sign one. Well, you know, and then people are like, oh, well, if you're not married, though, then you're not going to have somebody like your your partner won't be the person who will help you at the hospital, et cetera. Mm-hmm. So there's just like precautions that you take when you know that, right? So you either, you form a a living trust Mm -hmm. uh, or you get a um, power of attorney. Mm -hmm. Like uh, these are things that it's just adulting. Right. Things you just need in in general. Yeah. If you you aren't married. (laughs) It's it's literally just adulting. I mean, if you were married, you'd have to get something else, you know, whatever. So I think there's, there's a reason why a lot of people are also, I think a lot of people are also um, not getting married because marriage was very much so the only option for women. Mm-hmm. Like it was the only option for women to get out of their house, to build a life, et cetera. And that's just not the case. I mean, I seen the color purple. L- literally. <laughs> that's what it was. I needs me a wife. <laughs> and then Natty went to Africa. Yeah. And left Seely. I got you in Africa. <laughs> okay. So. I just rewatched that movie, so that's really fresh in my brain. But no, I, I agree with you. I think, to your point, like, at one point, marriage wasn't the only option. So people were like, you got to get married, especially as women. That's that's how you climb the social. Y'all don't understand. Hierarchy. You could not have a checking account as a woman by yourself mm. until 1975. I don't think people really understand how crazy that, that is. Them talking to their grandmas about the real stuff. They be like, how y'all make it work? How y'all make it work? You need to be asking her. Why did you marry this man? Yeah. And why did you stay? Mm -hmm. (laughs) No, but I think, um, too, I think to your point, people, there are other options. I think some people feel like, especially in this era of love and, you know, black love and everybody, I feel like people are really choosing long-term partnership over marriage. Some people are still getting married, obviously. I be seeing weddings all the time. But you still see people who are like, actually, I'm going to do something different. I'm not interested in partnership in that way in the traditional sense where we walk down the aisle. Some people don't don't even like weddings. Like, we ain't walking down the aisle. I do not like weddings. (laughs) I don't want to go see the judge. I just want to be with you for the rest of my life and have an understanding that we are each other's person and you ain't going to do me wrong. That's it. We just going, we're not going to have a wedding. We're going to have a, we plan to not 
be a part. Like for ours, it'd be like, okay, we're not sitting with nobody else ever again. Come to our party. Wait, that's what that's what, uh, what the balloons say. <laughs> that's what the balloons say. <laughs> See you there. Bring a side. But I want to know for the, from the people. Are y'all like still getting married? Are you proposed to right now? Are you about to propose? Are you like, you know what? Keep the rain, baby. I feel fiancés. Yeah, hit us up. One eight five five. Uh, and if you if you haven't if you've decided against marriage like mm-hmm. call us up and tell us why why is marriage not for you one eight five five Amanda eight that's one eight five five two six two six three two eight when we get back for those of us who are not married but we're like with our long term partner see I hate that word partner <laughs> it sounds like we have a law firm <laughs> can we get another word let's talk about it when we get back it's the Amanda Seal Show the Amanda Seal Show we up we up we up. Welcome back to the Amanda Seals Show. I'm Amanda Seals here with... Jeremiah Like the Bible. And we've been talking about these long-term relationships and the realities that like, okay, if you're with somebody Mm -hmm. and they're not your husband, Mm -hmm. what can you call them that doesn't sound like a business arrangement? (laughs) Now I was talking about this on my Instagram because I feel like it really speaks to the fact that marriage at its root is a Mm -hmm. business arrangement Mm -hmm. in the fact that the, the most typical name for even the person that you're... Act, that's acting as a husband is a business word partner yeah yeah that's sure it's like we can't even get away with it when we're not even in it <laughs> so i was really throwing around like what else can we call this person what did you come up with I'm, I'm curious well a lot of people were like what about lover and i'm like see that doesn't lover sounds to me like eartha kid uh-huh like with a long cigarette like smoking a virginia slim on a horse it's not like we like meeting at the hotel like that's my lover it or sounds like grace to be together. yes it sounds like grace jones in a leather unitard in the back of a limo it sounds like literally like i have a whole other relationship yeah and it's like, but that was my true lover. Yes. And I like, was with them. Lover feels like that's who I was with for love, but I was with this person <laughs> right. for security. Like they were a good provider, but right. this person had my heart. Mm-hmm. So lover didn't work for me. Then someone was like, well, what about beloved? And I'm like, yeah, but like, how am I telling the cleaning lady like, um, miss, I'm not going to be home, but my beloved will let you in. Like, that just sounds yeah, weird. That's too Ian Levin's aunt. It like, is. Hey, beloved. Like, I'm not telling the, I'm not, like, I'm not telling the pool guy, <laughs> like, um, can you go around back? Like, my beloved is out there. It's, it's, it's like, this is very, like, maternal. Like, you're talking to someone younger than you. Like, it's very, like. It also just doesn't feel like of our time. Also that. It, it feels like it. it's in parchment. <laughs> on parchment. My beloved. Yeah, like, I did it with an ink, like, it with an inkwell. <laughs> so that, that didn't stick. Then you have people like, well, you know, people coming up with stuff like, well, I have my love. Someone else was like, okay, my love. Cute. Someone said my one. Like this is what I I call them. My one. Mm -hmm. Uh, But my favorite was someone said, what about husband? Husband. Okay. Okay. And I really like that because it also just feels like inherently black, Mm -hmm. but it's like, it is a husband. McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning that chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. This ain't a band. Yeah, it's just not a band. <laughs> so I like husband. I've been trying it out. People have been like bad, like they like, like, wait, but then they, their brain does the work and then, then we keep it moving. Well, how does the husband feel about being called husband? I haven't asked yet. <laughs> just like this is husband. I think when it, you going back to love and the, other, the one, those sound just too 
um, not too, too romantic. I don't. Does, does yeah. That yes, it, it does. Too much like my love, like to call someone your love like, in, in conversation is one thing. To refer to someone else, it's, your love sounds like this is my love. Like I'm writing um, sonnets. Like I'm a uh, baby face in the studio. <laughs> How we went from Shakespeare to babyface. <laughs> Actually, you know what? That's not a leap. Right. Baby it does. Face is the R&B Shakespeare. Yes. Well, what what do you call your person, y'all? one 855 amanda 8 Shouty. That's one 855 I'll tell you what I hate, though. What? When, like, we both know the person's name and you mm. keep referring to them as, like, my man, my boyfriend, my husband. It's like, we all know my Mark. Man, my man, my man. We all know him. <laughs> Stop. Please. <laughs> Please. All right. I knew him even before you. Like, it just Ooh, drives me crazy. I introduced him. Ugh, that was right. my friend. I know you threw him. <laughs> but that was another one people kept saying, my man. I, I mean, I called Devon my man, but my mom makes fun of me every time. All this, my man, this, my man, that. I'm like, ugh, you are a lot. We'll be right back to the Amanda Seal Show. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. Welcome back, y'all. It's the Amanda Seals Show. I'm here with... Jeremiah, like the Bible. It's Group Chat Thursday. That's right. We've been talking about these long-term relationships. That's You're what we're talking one, about. I am in one. I can't believe it, actually. Damn, I'm not in one. I'm not even in a short-term relationship. <laughs> I'm a- You're young. <laughs> You're young. I mean, I'm literally in a long-term relationship with someone I had been in a relationship with even before I was your age. So you just never know how life's going to go. Ooh, I'm trying to think about back about the people who I've been with. You just um, never know. You never know. To this day, mm-hmm. I'd be like, how? What? Me and Devon... Me and Devon are together? Because though there's one, but I'm like, you are far from what you need to be. <laughs> but you're far from where you want to be. Not where I want to be. <laughs> no, you're not. <laughs> Getting therapy. I'm where, I'm where he want I'm where he want me to be. I'll put it that way. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it was coming. I was screaming. Okay, but no. Marriage or not, though, Amanda, there are some things that I think our relationships face, especially when it's long term and things you have to be willing to face that I think people don't really talk about. We kind of just get into a relationship like, oh, well, we're not right. getting married. So it's, it's, it's smooth sailing. No. No. What are some things you have to kind of look out for? Ups in and downs of career. Mm. People think about the ups and downs of their relationship. Right. You know, like, like in partnership together, but yes. not individuals. So they think about like, oh, you know, sometimes we're really into each other. Sometimes mm-hmm. you're kind of like, eh, you know, I like you, but I need a little space, whatever. Mm-hmm. But they don't think about like the ups and downs of career because that really affects like right. how someone is showing up, like how someone feels connected, how mm-hmm. people feel about themselves. Especially in America. Listen. Where it's about <laughs> your job is who you are. <laughs> that's it. So, you know, how someone feels about themselves is going to mm-hmm. end up reflecting like how they show up with you. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of us, we meet somebody at where they're at and you just think like, that's, that's where it's it. going to be. And it's not. Because I think sometimes people are like, oh, this person's successful. Yes. Make money, be great. But one, they could could lose their job. One. They could lose it. They could lose their interest in their job. I was going to say that they could decide, you know, I was a broker on Wall Street, was killing it. But now I want to be a painter. So let me go paint. And you're like, okay. Well, we got a penthouse in Manhattan. Exactly. <laughs> you got to figure out what Like, that's the thing. Like, people are just humans. And so I think just the ebb and flow and all of that that comes with life, you just never know how it's going to go. Right. Especially depending on where you are and when you guys met. If you met, like, as young people, you have a longer trajectory. Versus, versus like, you, you, you and Devon got together. Doesn't like, matter. Your, Doesn't matter. Oh, you don't think so? I, I, I'm, uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, when, when Devon and I first got back together... Um, we were in different places in our lives. Like he was 
like working in a job that he really like was thriving in. And I was like, I haven't done stand up in two and a half years. Oh, because of the pandemic? The pandemic. Yeah. 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 And yeah. so like we both and now now I feel like we're like in kind of different places right now where he's like trying to figure things out. And I'm like, OK, I feel like I got right, like right. my head a little, you mm-hmm. know, and so you but you have to support each other through you that. See-saw. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of folks, particularly I just feel like a lot of the People I hear talking on the internet about like, my man needs to do this and I need a woman who's going to have this much money and I need mm-hmm. a so-and-so who's going to do this. I'm just like, do y'all know how like humans work? Do they y'all know, know how people work? Point. I don't understand. It's so, ups and downs, financially ups and downs. There's also health ups and downs. Oh uh, yeah, this whole thing. You won't be young forever. It's not even just that. Like people get injured. Yeah. You know, like people get in accidents mm-hmm. and... Even though That's you didn't take that, like, with insignificance or in health oath, <laughs> it's still what it is. Right, People right. get COVID, and all now, of that. You get long COVID, you have things that, yes. that persist. Yeah, people don't think about that. And, for- and then the third one is Go ahead. parents. Like each other's parents? Each other's parents. Oh. You're in a long-term relationship. Yeah. E- people's families. families. <laughs> yeah. Their brother don't like you. Their sister don't like you. And then you got to deal with death. Like, I think it's at the end Uh of the day, it's just the realities of what it means to really be interconnected with somebody. For their full life. Yes. Y'all still want to get married out there? (laughs) Y'all still trying to find a boo? Maybe maybe we should just get a dog. That's a lot. Listen, but a lot of folks are on that, though. They're just like, I really don't. I don't want all of that. Mm -hmm. So hit us up, 1855. Do you want all of that? Or... You know what I'd love to hear from people? What? Did they want all of that? Okay. And then... It changed? Yes. Okay. 1-855-AMANDA-8. That's 1-855-262-6328. Keep it like we got six-second headlines when we get back to the Amanda Seal Show. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. We ain't nobody's fool. No. We shaking up the here with Jeremiah like the Bible and uh, you know what I just want to remind you all every Friday I do things I learned this week and I love hearing from you guys about the things you learned this week so mm. give me <laughs> oh my god y'all I think Amanda choked on a macaroon because... don't tell people oh my gosh I'm not even doing that anywho uh, so make sure you call us up and let us know what you learned this week because I love learning from you guys alright mm-hmm. now we've got a group chat Thursday going down what do we got coming up next well, we're going to shift gears a little bit because we're going to update the people on Ajika Owens. So that's the woman we spoke about yesterday who was killed in Ocala, Florida by her white neighbor shot to death through a door. And there's a lot of, there's a lot of conversation going around around this about just, you know, the use of social media and amplifying the case and getting into arrest. And also just the idea that how, how are we changing to kind of basically help protect our children as parents, as black people? We got to talk about it. Plus, we got my most likely to come this hour, so stay locked in. Right here to the Amanda Seal Show. Remember, you can give us a call, 1-855-AMANDA-8. That's 1-855-262-6328. Don't forget, if you miss any of the show, you can listen to our daily podcast, available wherever you get your podcasts. And you can also listen to my other podcast, Small Doses, on the same place, in the same places. This week, Side Effects of Respect came out and you can actually watch side of us why can't i talk you can actually you can actually walk 
Oh my gosh. You actually walk. You can't walk to your computer and watch it <laughs> on YouTube at a minute of TV at 4 p.m. Pacific. Uh, specific 7 p.m. At what'd you say? At 4 p.m. specific? You not know better. You know what? We are exhausted, <laughs> but we're still here for you. All right. Keep it locked because we're going to talk about Ajika Owens when we get back. What's cracking, y'all? This is the Amanda Seals Show. I'm your favorite comedian and common sense specialist, Amanda Seals, here with... Jeremiah, like the Bible. And uh, this hour on the group chat, we want to welcome, of course, our engineer, Supreme, joining us. As yo, we yo, 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 yo. <laughs> coming through, coming through, coming through. As we uh, give y'all some updates on Ajika Owens out in o- Ocala. Yes. Yeah, so last time we talked about this story, there was no arrest made in the murder of... Ajika Owens. But since then, we have an update. So Susan Lawrence, 58, was arrested on Tuesday on charges of manslaughter with a firearm, culpable negligence, battery, and two counts of assault. Manslaughter with a firearm is a felony punishable to up to 30 years in prison. You know what I'm trying to figure out, y'all? What are you trying to figure out? When 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 did we stop charging people with murder? I, I just, I don't... <laughs> How is this not? Because, you know, the whole thing about well, charges. certain people with murder. Because a lot of people still get charged with murder. But Touché. certain people, they seem to slide by, slide by. Well, because the whole thing with charges is that it's okay. We want to charge them with what mm-hmm. we can get a conviction on. And I'm just yes. like, so y'all can't get a murder conviction for mm-hmm. I shot you with a gun through a door. Mm-hmm. We can't. How was that manslaughter? You know what manslaughter is classified by? Accidental death. Right. I did something in by doing that, it resulted in you dying, but it was never my intent to kill you. If you shoot a gun through a door, and if you see where the bullet is mm-hmm. actually in the door, you mm-hmm. see that it is not at somebody's leg. Right. Okay. She's clearly trying to kill. Right. Because they're also arguing like the stand your gr- ground law. So. Well, they were trying to, but I think, a, a, you know, basically there's enough witnesses where it's like there was no reason. Mm-hmm. How- well, I guess my point is... You're behind a door. Right. But I guess my point is you're using that. That shows that I was scared. I'm standing my ground. Therefore, I am shooting to kill you. So supposedly this fool, uh, this evil woman, basically was trying to tell the judge, like, I thought stand your ground meant, like, I'm in danger. I'm afraid. Mm-hmm. And the judge was like, yeah, nah. Like, mm-hmm. you're in your house. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. Well, I, I you know, my question about this, though, is... How do we feel about like the re- the the true possibility of this going the distance? <sighs> I think since they danced around giving her the charges to begin with, they're trying to find a way to get her out. And it, it's one word for this white supremacy. Like it, it's no explaining this. It's no rationalizing this. It, it's nuts like that's crazy that you can shoot somebody in the face like you can see she intentionally was trying to shoot this lady in the face and she knew the lady so this was planned this was intentional there's no rationalizing it it's no excuses for it it's just like as you say bonkers bonkers (laughs) supreme taking my word do I really say that a lot I mean, I think to Supreme's point, like this is America. This is what America does. Like, and this is what Florida definitely does. Right. I think we're we see over and over and over at the expense of white people's safety, quote unquote. Black people are disposable. What's really white people's fragility? It's not even yeah. their true safety. It's just their ah, oh my god, right, a black. Right. right, right. I didn't like get in this case. I didn't get why they, she wasn't charged with a hate crime. Like to be, I don't with, get that either. Because she was saying the n word and everything else. No hate crime charges anywhere. 
She also was reported several times previous to this uh, for doing that. So I'm not really sure why that is either other than it's Ocala. Mm. And I mean, the whole town is hate. So like it, it's a it's a hate and crime kind of town. So uh, but we'll talk more about this when we get back. We want to keep on because a lot of people uh, may not understand like what role social media plays in making things like this get pushed to an arrest happening, you know, a grand jury trial, et cetera, et cetera. And we're going to talk about how that works when we get back right here to the Amanda Seal Show. Keep it locked. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning that chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome back, y'all. This is the Amanda Seal Show. Amanda Seals here with Jeremiah Like the Bible. Also joined by my engineer, Supreme. Yeah. So we've been talking about Ajika Owens. Mm-hmm. And the reality that what took place in Ocala was completely murder. Yes. The woman who shot her was not taken into custody until five days after the killing. Mm-hmm. Wow. I didn't know it was five days. I yeah. thought it was like three. Wow. Five. That's yeah. And let me just say this. I feel like growing up, I don't remember things like this going down. I mean, maybe they were, but I just feel like there was a lot of people saying like, oh, well, there's a process. Even the sheriff was like, oh, there's a process. We had to find out if this was like, you know, a real process. And I feel like it used to be like if if, if somebody gets murdered and you did it, we're going to hold you right. while we <laughs> figure out what's going on. We know we, what we do know is that you shot somebody and mm-hmm. somebody's dead. Then we'll figure out the logistics of what happened after the fact. But from what we see right now, there's a gun, a shooter, and a dead body. And I don't understand why, if someone shot somebody, mm-hmm. they're not considered a vi- like they're uh, they're possible. Okay, I guess what I'm trying to say is why are we not erring on side of caution? Right, because you shot somebody, so you can shoot somebody else. Well, it's because they're white. That's why I mean, I, I know I ask these questions. Absolutely, the time, that's the only reason <laughs> this this is happening with anybody else. Anybody we're, else? We're operating in logic once again. <sighs> Always that she logic, um, you know. So social media ended up being a really big part of this woman actually getting arrested. Mm-hmm. The, the the sheriff was really not trying to arrest her. Mm-hmm. What people don't realize is that when you see like names become hashtags, when you see people like posting a lot about you know people who are harmed by the police or people who have been harmed in hate crimes, etc., and there's like a delay in the charge, it's because there is a groundswell that is actively being implemented so that these people don't feel like they can get away with it because we are never given what we're supposed to be given at all. We always have to demand it. Right. Right. And so when, when black people or just like the masses start making noise, the next thing that they are afraid of is that we're actually going to start protesting. Mm-hmm. Yep. You start protesting. Yep. Now you start disrupting. And if you're a sh- if you're somebody who's like a sheriff, a mayor, the police chief, et cetera, that is a reflection of your inability to actually like keep the peace of your community, which is supposed to be the role. I mean, the sheriff said that in this case, he was like, basically, 
he doesn't want a mob trying to seek quote unquote justice that they think is deserved. But it's like, well, you're not doing your job. So when you're not doing your job, the people got to do the job. They also, by the way, like had no problem with the one man mob of Daniel Perry uh, taking Jordan Neely's life mm. on a train. The hypocrisy mm. is mind blowing. It's all the way hypocrisy because it seems like one set of rules for one group of people and another set of rules for another group of people. And it always ends in situations like this. I wouldn't be surprised if that lady walked some kind of way because it looked be like either. they were taking the time to find a way mm-hmm. to to make an excuse for her to walk. Well, Ben Crump is on the case. Um, you know, you can say what you can say whatever you want to say about Ben Crump, but I feel like he he be on the case, yeah. and we know about this because he knows how to engage with folks and really get the word out there. He has a direct line to Joy Reid, you know, to me, to Charlemagne, et cetera. And it's like, okay, let's talk about this. But I wanted to point out that Ahmad Arbery was also somebody whose case was really brushed under the rug. There was a DA. For like months. Months. For months. <laughs> the DA was in cahoots with the three murderers and was like, yeah, it's fine that you killed this young black man, whatever. And it wasn't until the word got out and people really started raising hell mm-hmm. that it was found like, oh, not only did she do this, but she's corrupt, et cetera. Right, right. So like, it does work. Oh, it definitely works. That, that's like a strategic move to use the people. Because once something is inundated on the internet, it spreads. And yes. when people are talking about it, it it trends and you can't help but not see it even if you don't want to see the same way we see stupid stuff all the time yeah. because someone's talking about yeah. it the same the same use of the internet can be used to help bring to light the injustices that are happening around the country this whole thing went down because Ajika Owens' children were playing in a field behind this lady house and mm-hmm. then the lady came out there and started cursing at them and telling them that this isn't the Underground Railroad calling them all types of N-words. Then they left their, their stuff out there, you know, because they're being harassed. Mm-hmm. They left their stuff out there. When they came back for it, she had taken the child's iPad. Then the the child went to her house and knocked on the door to ask for the iPad. She threw the iPad at the child. It broke. She mm-hmm. also threw some rollerblades. Also, why do you have rollerblades just on deck like that? Like, where, do, where are rollerblades even just at your... Like, to throw at somebody. Yeah, like, why are they just, like, at your hand like that? And... Ajika went back over there to speak to this woman about the iPad, about assaulting her children, et cetera, et cetera. And that's when this took place. So I've had people saying that like, oh, she should have called the police instead of doing that. And I want to hear when we get back from um, from Supreme, just about like being a parent, like, I mean, shouldn't that just be like regular parenting protocol, like protecting your kids? But it seems like people are, are definitely feeling like you can't do that anymore. And I want to get into that. So we'll be right back here to the Amanda Seal Show. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. Welcome back to the Amanda Seal Show. It's Amanda Seals here with Jeremiah, like the Bible. We got Supreme, our engineer, on the line, and um, we're talking about this Ajika Owens case. You know, a lot of people may not know, but like she got shot protecting her children. Like, right. and and by protecting, I mean like she came over to the neighbor's house to be like, hey, like, why are you cursing and and throwing things at my children? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> And I've had people say like, oh, she should have called the cops first. And I guess in one regard, I can see it's like, well, you assaulted assaulted my kids. So that's why you Uh would call the cops. But I think there's also something to be said for like, so we can't even like have conversations about 
our kids. And I'm I, we always bring in Supreme to talk about the kids. It's a guy kid. Daily dose of dad. Let's go. <laughs> That's gonna be the same time. <laughs> so can you just like explain for us like what are the protocols, you know, when like kids get into it with each other, or, like with neighbors, etc. Because it feels like people can't talk to each other or anymore. Even other in this case, other adult. Yeah, yeah, like that's a difficult one because as a parent, your job, your number one job is to protect your children. And that situation right there just seems like a non-reasonable adult. And I know it had the lady turned up about that iPad. You spend all that money on an iPad. This lady is throwing it. She's acting a fool. So she had to go over there and protect her kids. I don't think anybody would have called the police off the break, especially if they lived mm-hmm. in a community and you wouldn't think that anything that somebody's going to shoot you through the, the peephole of a house. So for people to say that in the aftermath of everything that happened is a, a little insensitive to real life situations in real life. Somebody threw you a $600. That's the little iPad. You're going over there to say something to this lady. Right. Like what, what's right. going on here? Have you ever had a situation where you had to go talk to another adult about like kid interactions? Nah, I never have, but it happened with me when I was a kid. I remember this white kid accused me of stealing a bike when mm. he let me hold his bike. He, I, yeah, he let me hold his bike. And then his dad came and said something to me and my mom had to go say something to him. Then my dad had to get involved. So it could have just got ugly. Fortunately, it didn't. But those situations. Why do you think it didn't? I mean, if you remember with your kid mind. My dad is a cop and I think he had his <laughs> uniform no, no. on. So, okay. you know, it was, all right, let me cool out before I get locked up or shot myself. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. They'll do it. That'll do it. Yeah. Yeah, that'll do it. I think too, but also to your point, Supreme, there's so many checkpoints before calling the cops in just so many scenarios. Yeah. Especially as like black people. I feel like black people are like the last thing you want to do is try to call the cops. You're like, let me get this <sighs> Exhaust. Yeah, she might have been leaving in handcuffs if she'd have called the cops. Right, right, mm-hmm. exactly. So you like you, that's like that's never my first instinct. Unless I'm like literally about the house is on fire. I, I gotta call somebody. Nah, if the I'm house is on fire, I'm calling the fire department. Well, I'm calling. I I'm mean, not even. But you know what I'm yeah. saying? Like calling the cops is like so not Worth, my first line of defense. Like they're they, they, the they don't right do now. anything when you call them. Nine times out of they ten, they're not gonna do anything except for document whatever happened mm-hmm. and nothing mm-hmm. happened. And make you feel crazy. Yeah. yeah. Let them kick in your door like that. Right. <laughs> it's like, well, I'm sorry. Well, I, didn't I didn't know. Devil <laughs> hinged doors. Um, but this is crazy. The fact that people, to your point, um, Supreme, are kind of blaming her in this case for protecting her children and doing the rational thing of going to the other person, like, what's, what's the problem? Well, that's the side effect of the internet. So, like, you yeah. go on the internet to amplify the thing, to get people to know about yeah. the thing, but then you're still going to have the stragglers who are like, well, this is what I would have done. Well, it didn't happen to right, you, right. ma'am. The shoulda, coulda, woulda. Trolling at all time high. Trolling at all time All time. <laughs> well, we are going to continue to keep y'all updated and stay vigilant about Ajka Owens. We are hoping that we'll see a shift in the charges, but we got to stay on it. We got to stay present and... uh this is a case, and I want to just remind y'all, this is Florida, mm-hmm. okay? So it's consistent racism. It's consistent practice of police just overstating their authoritarianism, et cetera. So there's no reason to think that this is going to be handled fairly, which is why we have to be very, very vigilant as we continue to keep y'all uh, abreast. And you'll see me talking about it a lot because I want to be a part of keeping it up, keeping y'all uh, abreast. All right. Well, thank you, Supreme, for joining us. No that's problem. Rest in peace to the young lady. Like, that's really unfortunate. Like, crazy times we live in. 
crazy, crazy times. When we get back, uh, we got Jeremiah's most likely to. Don't go anywhere. It's the Amanda Seal Show. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. We ain't nobody's fool. No. We shaking up the system. Rewrite unwritten rules. Oh, come on. We speak the world all this time. We shine. Here with Jeremiah, like the Bible. We've been here all day long with a group chat Thursday. On day, we got a group chat Thursday. It's uh, it is what date is it? June first. No, it's not June first. Today is June eighth. It is June eighth. It is Tamika Mallory's birthday. <laughs> Shout out to Tamika Mallory. We'd love it, Tamika Mallory. We also have an episode of Small Doses podcast coming up soon uh, with Tamika Mallory. She was so nice at uh, Smart, Funny, and Black in Brooklyn. Yes. Mm-hmm. She was there with Method Man. She was really nice, but he was really fine. She's really pretty, though. Tamika's really pretty. Yes. You guys, you guys look at someone like, are you really pretty? Yes. I thought about that when we were uh, interviewing her for Small Doses. I was like, oh. She just has like a nice face. Yes. It's like, you saying good stuff, but you're really pretty. Yes. <laughs> She's a lovely person. She's a pretty person. All the things. All the things. Uh, but... I wonder what her answers to this would be. Oh, okay. okay. So we this hour are going to be talking about apologies. Yes. There was a viral tweet that went around asking, do you apologize even if you did nothing wrong? That's a, that's a, that's a big one. Plus, we're going to talk about what does reconciliation actually look like after a disagreement? So say there's something that does happen. How do we reconcile these things? Plus, we got 60 second headlines coming up this hour. All of that and more. Remember, you can stay connected with us on social media at Seal Said It. You can give us a call, 1-855-AMANDA-8. That's 1-855-262-6328. It's time to listen, laugh, and learn. It's the Amanda Seal Show. Welcome back to the Amanda Seal Show. It's Amanda Seals here with... Jeremiah, like the Bible. So, okay. It's Group Chat Thursday. Yes. We talked about a lot of things. We talked about Ajika Owens. Mm. We've talked about student loans. We talked about... We also talked about long-term partnership, Amanda. We did. And I feel like this question fits in (laughs) with that. (laughs) So there's a viral tweet that went around the internet asking, do you apologize even if you did nothing wrong? Hmm. And people had different comments, but I think we have our own takes on this, Amanda. Well, it depends on who I'm apologizing to. Okay. So like in a work setting, absolutely (laughs) not. Uh, yeah. I mean, like, there's definitely been situations where people actually, you know what? I was forced to apologize for not doing something wrong at work. Yeah, when okay. I was on Insecure, like, <laughs> I was put in a situation where I had to apologize to somebody for something that I just didn't feel like was wrong. And uh, actually, it wasn't wrong, actually. Uh, right. But you know, it was like I was being—I I had to, or else I knew it was going to turn into like a whole bigger thing. And you know, he'd just be like. Ugh. So I'm, let me just let me just lose the battle and win the war. Right. I'm I go back and forth because I don't feel like I should apologize if I did nothing wrong. Because also if I apologize to you, it's not a genuine apology. I'm just apologizing just to say it. Right. And I don't like people apologize to me if they don't they're not really sorry. I know. So. But some people really get off by seeing somebody that they feel like is a very convicted person mm-hmm. saying sorry. I probably won't do it. Probably just won't do it. <laughs> Unless to your point, there are some times too, you kind of are like, this is not, it's not even that deep to me. And just to get past it. <sighs> yeah. Sorry, like, girl. Okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's, it's, it's okay. I'm, but that I, happens in relationships though. Yeah. Well, you're you just like, to, you gotta. 
Well, you know, I think the other part of it too, though, is there's a difference between like not being wrong and it's just not being that deep to you. Okay. Yes. Because yes. for some people, it's like there's certain things you're like, really? No. I mean, I literally had somebody tell me they didn't talk to me for three years because I hit a table. <laughs> Jeremiah's been hearing about this for four days because I hit a table at the same time that I talked to them. Because for emphasis, I was like, I was I like, Ayanna Van, I was like, Ayanna Van Zant. Not on my watch. And they were like, you smacked the table at me. A man. A man. You but I just was like, slip. I had no idea. Like, who knew that that was a, like a whole friendship deal breaker, a table slap? So, so in that case, I was like, you know what? Whatever. I wouldn't stop talking. But about I don't want to be your friend now. Well, yeah. Okay. That also matters too. That matters. How important is the relationship to me? If, if I'm willing Fair. to let this thing go. Even sometimes when you have like an argument with somebody, it's like, I don't even like you that much. Why am I even here? <laughs> You, oh, good. that's a, but that's a great we that's good. a great barometer. <laughs> like when you're in the middle of an argument, and you're just like, we're not even sleeping together. I'm like, oh, wow, I don't even like you that much. I'm well, this is too much, right? You like, you know, let's actually just. I'm gonna give you the it. apology and I'm gonna leave. I'm not giving an apology. I'm just gonna leave. Okay. We, can, we can actually just leave it there. You're like, you know what? We agree, disagree. Bye. So let's say you do apologize and you stick around. What does reconciliation look back look like for you? I want to know when we get back. All right, right here at the Amanda Seal Show because I think for some of y'all. Reconciliation looks real sketchy Haitian. But also, I want to know from y'all, like, do you apologize even if you're not wrong? And like, is there a benefit to it? Are you going to stand on it? Some people be standing on the wackiest <laughs> stuff. We'll be right back and see Amanda Seal show, y'all. The Amanda Seal show. We up, we up, we up. What's cracking? I'm Amanda Seals, your favorite comedian and common sense specialist here with Jeremiah, like the Bible. On a group chat Thursday. That's right. So we've been talking about apologizing, Amanda. So last break, we talked about this viral tweet asking, do you apologize even if you're wrong? But then you asked me, what does reconcil- reconciliation look like after our disagreement? Like when you come back together, yeah. how does that work? I want to know, Amanda, what do you think? I mean, it de- you know, it depends. Like, I feel like in my house at this point, like reconciliation means first we got to hug. Okay. We got to hug and say, I love you. You no, you listen. Yes. There has to okay. be like a physical, like we got to hug and say, I love you. Okay. Because. Okay. Yeah. And the more you I think about it, it does make Like sense. physical touch. Like, I, like. Also, if I'm hugging you, that means we like. No, we really like. Yeah. Cause if I don't, if I'm not banging with you. I'm not. Gonna I'm, no. <laughs> right. Okay. So there's that. And then I think it means like restorative justice practices. Okay. Uh, like what are the, like. <laughs> Restorative justice practices. It's true. Restorative justice practices. If you did some something that like you have to apologize for, like what are you doing to demonstrate that like you actually care? Like you're right. not really just like because you know the other thing is like you don't want someone to think that you just apologize just to apologize. Just shut yeah. up. Yeah, yeah. You want to see you change behavior. You don't want to do a here nigga damn apology. I don't want that, so don't give it to me. I'm gonna throw it back at you. Hmm. For me, I think um I always take a beat. I think I'm, I'm really one of the type of people. Once we, I agree, we hash it out, whatever the situation was, we come to an understanding mm-hmm. about it. Even as early, we don't agree about it. We kind of just like, I don't let, like, let, um, like having an elephant in the room. We have to address the elephant. Once yes. the elephant is addressed, then from there, we could decide. What are we doing? We could be together. We could be hang out. We could be cool. Oh, we not cool. Whatever. But there's a conversation. Some people want to skip past that and just be like, Oh, you know, that's my least favorite thing. Let's just go hang out. And sometimes it's not even a big deal. It's just like, I can't, we have to address no, it. No, I'm so it's for instance, still there. It's like, in the room. like the hug and the thing in my house, like mm-hmm. that's actually had to be implemented because like, you know, men, a lot of times y'all just be like, Oh, whatever. Like I'm over it. If I'm over it, you should be over it. Mm-hmm. All right, we're moving on. And it's like, I'm over here still not over it. Mm-hmm. So we need to like both be over it. With like verbalize it, like yes. okay, this happened. 
It wasn't cool. Okay, let it go. Move forward. It must be a big conversation. It just be. It doesn't. Acknowledgement. Like I have a friend right now that I, I ain't <laughs> talking to because they can't acknowledge this thing. Like we had a whole other conversation, and I'm like, we can't, we can't actually be um, in friendship again because there's this elephant that we aren't that hasn't been addressed, and it's oh. not a a major thing, but it's like the last time we spoke, you cussed me out. Oh, oh. and I ain't like that. I hope they listening too. I had, I went through that with a friend recently. Really? Yeah, I cussed them out, and, and they didn't like that. But you reconcile? Yeah, we did. Okay, but you talk about it though. We did absolutely. See, okay, you got to be like, you know what? I ain't mean to cuss you out. I was in my feelings. We 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 had this thing didn't have to go down like this, and I could I could I can accept it and move past it. But if you can't do that, because they hit me one time, was like, hey, you know, just checking in on you. Not the that's the temperature check. That's the, that's the, that's the, you, you still mad at me? But you know what I actually would have solved it? Hey, last time we spoke, this happened. I apologize. See, that's what I want. That's what you want. But unfortunately, like, <laughs> just people aren't, aren't like that. Because so my aunt, that. my aunt really owes me, like, a huge, like, monstrous level of apology. Not and she's just not, she ain't built like that. So she's, so, so I'm not going to get it. And she, I don't think she really understands. I'm not going to talk to you. Auntie, apologize to Amanda. And she might invite you on the show. Keep it locked right here, the Amanda Seal Show. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. It's the Amanda Seal Show. Group chat Thursday, man. I love you at Group Chat Thursday. I hope everybody had a great Thursday with us, mm-hmm. sitting here chit chatting and all the things. And I know for a fact. They was late to work. They were late to work. They was like, hold on, I gotta get one more, one more group chat in, one more group chat in. <laughs> we talked about a lot of things. We talked about student loans, we talked about long-term partnerships. We gave you an Ajika Owens update. We even talked about yeah. apologizing and just like, are you doing it if you're wrong? If you're wrong, apologize to that person. The people that was wrong was listening to this. They was like, I ain't apologize. You know what I can't stand? When people know they did you wrong and they just tell you, it's fine. It's like, why are you telling me it's fine? Like, we were in a situation today where, like, <laughs> someone definitely lied to Jeremiah, Jeremiah's a face. Man. A white man lied to Jeremiah's face and my face and tried to act as if, like, we should just be, like, okay with him, like, not doing the thing he said he was going to do. Mm-hmm. So then I told him, like, so you're just not going to say I'm sorry for the thing? He No, he literally said to me, like, it's fine. And I said, no, the proper response would be, I apologize. My bad, y'all. I dropped the ball. Yeah, like, I get it. You're a tall white man. You're in a suit. You're feeling yourself. But, like, I apologize. I dropped the ball. Like, that that's what's constituted right here. I feel you. I feel you. I'm with you still. I'm with you. Well, are y'all with us? Because if you missed any part of the show, you can check out the latest Amanda Seal Show podcast everywhere you get your podcast. You can also check out the latest episode of my other podcast, Small Doses. So make sure you check out this week's episode, Side Effects of Respect. And you can join me today for its premiere at 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern. Mm -hmm. So uh, keep your calls and comments coming in. 1-855-AMANDA-8. That's 1-855-262-6328. Coming up on Friday's show. It's a fun Friday, a feel-good Friday. We have all the things that you look forward to, like things I learned this week, the public sales announcement, Black Spin, Black Joy Stories, you know, all the things. Basically, no bad news. <laughs> Nobody bring me no bad news. There you go. We got all that and more on Friday's Amanda Seal Show. Remember, we are each other's business. When we look out for each other, we lift each other up. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. It's, not a it's the Amanda Seal Show. All right, let's go. What about Husbay? Husbay, okay, okay. And I really like that because it also just feels like inherently black. Mm-hmm. But it's like, it is a husb. It ain't just ain't a band. Yeah, it's just not a band. <laughs> People have been like, bat- like they like, like wait, but then they, their brain does the work and then we keep it moving. Well, how does the husband feel about being called husband? I haven't asked yet. <laughs> just like, this is husband. Coming up 
on Friday, we'll have things I learned this week, the public sales announcement, and Jeremiah and I play a little game of One Gotta Go. Also, we're going to keep it positive with four Black Joy stories. It's all going to be a fun Friday on The Amanda Seals Show.